Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. We're sorry we missed last week. Uh, one of us was sick. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Oh, we don't just, need your I, long pauses today. I was just touring the Betty Ford Clinic. I was not attending. Curing him off of that wild turkey. Well, anyway, <laughs> we are excited. We're happy to be here. We're still excited. And just a reminder, we will be doing a live show at the Lexington Comic Con coming up the end of March. We'll be doing it Friday, I think at 7 p.m. We should be on the website pretty soon. And we have a guest. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it. Did I already announce it in the last episode? I don't remember, gentlemen. But no. we'll be having a guest, I am told. So be there. Come check us out. Now, this week's topic, we are talking about movies shot in Kentucky. Not Can set. I, not set in set, Kentucky. Actually shot in Kentucky. Because... Here's here here. I love Justified. Really like the show, but I want to bitch about something. Justified, the first, I'm pretty sure it's the first season was shot somewhere in West Virginia. Am I correct about this? Not even shot in Kentucky. Yeah. And all seasons after that were shot in California. I get it, but it looks nothing like freaking Harlem. The only things they always got right was the signage and a few of the other things, but it looks nothing like Harlem, Kentucky. Just always want to point that out. And that's not the only one. And by the way, there's some real turkeys on my list because I actually did research this time. Look at all that yeah. research. I was like, and you know, the other, I, 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 whenever we talk about shooting in Kentucky or movies that take place with Kentucky, I do have to always mention Chill Factor with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, Skeet Aldrich. Mm -hmm. Because I've the never whole thing, seen it, you know. Oh, it's terrible. It is I, a well, terrible. I've watched the last 10 minutes of it, maybe. I want to say Chill Factor is right up there with Fled. Okay. In, in that they're the exact same movie. <laughs> and neither one's done correctly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Chill Factor, it's Skeet. They're, they're, they've gotten away from the bad guys. They're going down a canoe. And Skeet Ulrich is talking about how he was going to be pro football player. And mm -hmm. he's talked and he talked about how he was number one at Kate, Kentucky State University. And that they were going to go to the championship. And then he blew no out his knee. No one did any research. <laughs> Nobody did any research about Kentucky State University. Not and, one little bit of research. Uh, uh, okay. And I just, I just always want to go. If I ever meet that, ever meet the writer of that film, I want to go. Why did you pick Kentucky State University? You could have talked to any any college, like University of Alabama, Texas, University of Kentucky. You know, well, you, there, yeah, you might you as know, well. Pick we have, we've had several NFL players last few years. Uh, well, and actually, in all fairness, back in the day, Avenue of Champions is not named Avenue of Champions. On UK's campus because of basketball. It's actually named that because of football, because of the babe. UK, there's 15 UK football fans. Three of them actually know who the babe is. But the babe was a famous UK football player that was took them to bowl game. Under a, I believe that he may have been playing when there was some coach named Bear Bryant there. Okay. Well, let's get back on topic because this is not a UK podcast. They pay unless, unless UK wants to sponsor us. Now, Chad, what else do you want to say about how you hate Skeet Ulrich? <laughs> just do not care for that movie. And it's and I was I was going to make another point about another movie where Kentucky. Oh, and I don't guys is the is a uh, uh, U.S. Marshals going to appear on any of these lists? Because uh, well, yeah, it I okay. don't mind, but I'm not, okay. Then I'm going to talk about it. Then I'm going to wait because I didn't know if that was actually shot in Kentucky. Parts. 
Okay. So let me get to a little bit of this. I don't know how much research James did. I know Chad did exactly. I, I just did a couple movies that I really want to talk about. So, you, so yeah, and, well, and I, will, I will and I will admit for our viewers and our listeners that this is the episode where Chad has done no research because Chad is not doing too hot right now. Am Chad's I, not and, well. And, and Chad's going to keep talking to himself in third person. Chad's going to take a drink of water. James. Chad is going to think about James's jiggly ass. All right. You said you need to be out of here in an hour. You had a hard out. Okay. So there I have listed that I can find, and this is a Wikipedia thing, and I looked at other places. 76 films are listed as being shot in Kentucky. That now, many? 76. Now, I personally am not going to talk about one damn horse film. Well, no, but, and by the way, if, if you're looking at the one. So some on, of those are shot where? Because they need yeah. to get the, the Keeneland and the bluegrass. There are certain things if you're short, if you're shooting Sea Biscuit or Secretariat or Dreamer, you have to get certain. Yeah, shots. And, and you know my 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 brief. Uh, well, well, before we get and I my like brief, Biscuit, by the way, I really yeah. Do. And, and since we're not, I, I don't know, if, but I do want to talk about the fact that my brief uh, hint at working in film was I tried like hell to get on. Uh, the film on the set of Seabiscuit to work, and then nobody would take me as a, nobody would nobody would hire me. I tried like hell to get on doing anything, and they I, would not hire me. More, I know more head actors got into it. I, he played a reporter. I can never remember. I, I know there's several people that are in the stands because they took UK students. I I was on call that day. My brothers play. were my brothers were when they were extras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, can I start? Your by... brothers are totally extra. Hey, guys, can I start by – I want to start because there's a couple of movies on here that I th are shocked. I had no idea that the majority of them were shot in Kentucky. One, The Asphalt Jungle. Really? Was shot in Lexington, Keeneland, and Cincy. Now, there's a lot of movies that are shot mainly in Cincinnati, and then they get on here because they need to shoot parts in northern Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Now, that's another reason why this jumps up. Hold on, there was another one uh, while I was thinking about it. Uh, well, and and one of the big ones that I want to talk about to begin with, and the majority of it is not shot. It's just really the last third. James, what's your favorite James Bond film? Thunderball. But but he is but, wrong because it should be Goldfinger. No, uh, Thunderball or Thunderball <laughs> is number one. Goldfinger's in the top three, probably but, number two. I, that I, being I, said. I, I, Absolutely. I gotta agree. I gotta agree with James. Thunderball was the th I like Thunderball way more than I do Goldfinger. All right, you're both wrong. It's Goldfinger. Now the reason being is because you can see the parkette when they're driving around New Circle in Goldfinger. But that's just stock footage, right? That's not a second unit. It was all second unit. They filmed the plane landing. It's here. Yeah. But it's all second unit. So a bunch of the scenes that were later backlaid in as as you write, Chad. Obviously, Sean Connery didn't actually come to Kentucky, right? But a bunch of the other actors did, and so nope. they did a lot of second unit work. Sean Connery, you know why Sean Connery couldn't come to Kentucky? Why? He's filming Marnie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's filming Marnie. So uh, they they did a bunch, and so that's why it's back shot uh, when they're driving around and stuff. If Sean Connery's in the scene, it's it's laid behind him, so to speak. Uh, but yes, yes. All second unit direction. And I'm uh, the parkette finally was demolished, but the sign is still up. And the parkette, Man, that's depressing. 
it is very depressing. But the parquet is a famous, if nothing else, even if you didn't care for the food, the food was okay. But it's just it, it, the it's legendary, the visage of it. And and when you drive New Circle, which circles basically around the middle of Lexington, it's just a circle road. It's That's been why it's called. New, new circle, circle, but it shouldn't be called new circle, Chad. It's been you know what you years. know what old circle was? What? What old circle was supposed to be? Your man of war. war. Yeah. Man of war was supposed to eventually be finished where it'd be a circle. That's why when they built New Circle, they named it New Circle, because the old circle never got finished. Never got finished. So I just wanted to talk about those couple of things that it's nice that those are in there. But uh, most of these big movies that you think of all deal with horses, which makes complete sense. Now, James, what was the movie you wanted to talk about? And then I've got a bunch because uh, I there's two I want to mention real quick because or I want to mention in some detail because they show uh, there was a certain period of time when a certain company represented in the minds of most people by a mouse. Yeah, did work in Kentucky, and there were two of these films, both of which oddly enough deal with Civil War type stuff. One being, and I mentioned this episode uh, previously, Child of Glass about Chad. Chad thinks Kentucky's being typecast. Um, Child of Glass, I've mentioned his, before, is a ghost story to his brain. Uh, it's a ghost story, but it was filmed. Uh, in New Orleans and one place in Kentucky. And I'm, I'll say which place in Kentucky in a second. But I want to talk about the other film because it was also filmed in that same spot in Kentucky. And that <laughs> is Treasure of Monacumbe. Now, let me real quick, if you've never heard of this, it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. But let me just go through the cast of this film. I'm not even going to do all of it. Uh, Robert Foxworth, Joan Hackett, Peter Ustinoff, Vic Morrow, Jane Wyatt, that's for Star Trek fans, Dub Taylor, Dick Van Patten, George Lindsay. Oh my goodness, George Lindsay. Um, Dan, and the actually, show George in, Lindsay in one of his earliest roles, and I always say this wrong. Is it Brian James? By the way, uh, I, no. I forgot James. The title threw me, but I forgot. This is probably the coolest Disney poster ever made. Oh yeah, it's a great. Have poster. you ever seen Blackbeard's Ghost? Way better than that. That's no. I bought that poster. No. Oh, by no, the way, look up the treasure of Monte Kumbe instead of just being snooty about it, you dick. Yeah, oh, is... snooty about it, blood poisoning. I don't want to hear about it earlier. <laughs> anyway, I can't you didn't know it was good news, <laughs> Anyway, so if you were going to, so both of these are ghost and adventure films about the treasure is basically almost like Goonies. It's set during right after the Civil War. These kids end up actually at one scene fighting the Klan and shooting down somebody that's getting lynched. It's a, not the type of Disney movie we would see today, but it's an adventure film that was made, you know. But if you were going to shoot a ghost... Bay? If M you're... M-A-T-E-C-U-M-B-E. I'm oh, probably missing nothing. Um... If Monte you were Kumbay. going to shoot an adventure film, the first thing that comes up, by the way, Monte Kumbay, Treasure of Monte Kumbe, racist. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's got a KKK scene. I'm sure, uh, and I haven't seen this, but if you were going to make that movie and you were going to make a a, uh, a ghost movie as well, and you had to film somewhere in Kentucky, where would you film? Obviously, the answer is Danville. No. <laughs> they filmed, so this film was shot. Okay, Treasure, that is a really cool poster. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, it was shot in um, Danville, Kentucky was the yeah. primary. 
followed by Sacramento Sacramento River in in uh, Calusa, California, and then filmed on at uh, Golden Oak Ranch, Disney's ranch. Right. Um, but the other film, uh, The Child of Glass, was shot in Danville and New Orleans. Okay. So Please tell me, tell me, you shot both were shot at the greeting card factory that lives in Danville. <laughs> I don't know, Chad. I need to see the film. Actually, there there is some stuff where the, the, you can still see. There's like an old factory that's used in one of them. It's no longer functioning, but it's you, the the remnants are still there, I guess, or something. But anyway, I thought that was really interesting because I would have loved to have heard the logic to go to Danville to go to Danville and make a Disney movie. Yeah, Where, and it's supposed to take. It's supposed to be the Florida Everglades. If I'm not, if if I'm reading, well, correctly. it starts actually. They do start in Kentucky. The the, the movie starts. He's being raised by his two old aunts. Jane Wyatt play, plays one of them, um, uh, and uh, and they get right. Yes, the ants end up getting killed or something. But anyway, they tell him about a treasure map, and he goes and steals it, and he's got uh, one of his. Uh, friends is formerly enslaved and it's got a lot of Huck Finn type vibes to it. I'm not going to lie. Um, just reading the description, but I just, I, I would love to hear the production. Was it cheaper to shoot there than other places or did they need that nice rural? I mean, cause you do need it to look like it's set right after the civil war. And I'm not saying Danville's behind the time. Danvillians do not attack me. No, it's, um, not, it's actually a lovely downtown. Yes. A lovely place. But that's why I'm wondering if it's it was a place where you could still, with some good set dressing, so to speak, you could still make it look historic. Yeah, because that's real. I mean, you can't go to downtown Lexington and make it look historic anymore. That no. ship sailed long ago. Yeah, now you can go maybe outside of the city limits mm-hmm. and recreate, or actually just go to Asbury. Uh, I mean, you know, some a small town, and you can still do it. Well, you have to get through all the the praying. Mm. They're busy. They're, they're uh, right now. Yeah, they're booked. I'm hoping that works out well for me, though. I did a history of them, and I haven't been able to publish it yet. But I think there's interest now. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, I, that's what I want. That's just yeah. I want to talk about two movies that made headlines because they were both shot in Eastern Kentucky. One was in the '80s, and one was in the '90s. And I remember them both. Now, the first one I want to talk about is is next to Ken with Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. That movie, majority of it takes place in Chicago. Right. Okay. And some of the home scenes, the opening scenes were filmed in Perry County. And uh, Hard Burley is a coal camp, and I'm not exactly sure where that's at. Um, but most of it is shot a little bit in Letcher County, but most of it's shot in Perry County of the little bit that takes place in the actual movie. The closest we'll ever get to Liam Neeson. Yeah, probably. Liam Neeson plays his brother, which is totally believable, doing, God bless him, <laughs> Liam Neeson. I was thinking today about Liam Neeson. I was thinking, that man's never delivered a bad performance, but this may be the closest one. He probably should not be doing a southeastern Kentucky accent, which is funny, considering he's from Ireland, and that's pretty much where it all comes from. Anyways, now, do I need to tell the plot to this? Somebody kills... Uh, oh shit what's his name again patrick swayze's brother swayze's brother he's also liam neeson's brother who has to go and he has to go beat him up and kill him right yeah and they're all from eastern kentucky that's it and 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 they're using their eastern kentucky know-how to defeat uh big city boys 
big city mafia boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plot. It made headlines. They had a huge premiere for it at Fugit's. I don't know. I wasn't there. Which Fugit Cinema, if anybody's listening to this from Eastern Kentucky, would be probably spent a lot of their childhood there. The building still stands. Unfortunately, the movie theater has gone the way. I, man, I'd love to be able to wonder what happened to all their movie posters. Anyway, so big deal for us. The next one I want to talk about, I can talk about in a little bit more detail. And we're going to talk about Fire Down Below. Gentlemen, have you ever seen Steven Seagal's Fire Down Below? Unfortunately, yes. It is a dreadful picture. With pretty the... much, I was going to say, pretty much any Steven Seagal film with the exception of Under Siege. Oh, and The me, Glimmer Man. Let me do a <laughs> deep throwback, deep cut to one of our uh, previous episodes that even you all probably don't remember. You couldn't pay me enough Seagalians to make me watch a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> have you wait? Have you seriously never seen a Steven Seagal film? I have. Under I'm Siege. sure. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I'm sure I watched Under Siege with my father at some point. Under Siege is fun film. because it's directed by Andrew. I can never remember his last name. He directed The Fugitive. And it's for and it's because of everything other than Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. I mean, Gary Busey is amazing in that movie. Tommy Lee Jones goes batshit nuts in that. He overacts Gary Busey. Yeah, Chad. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he gets a lot of he gets a lot of 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 credit or not credit, but crap for overacting in Batman Forever. But man, he overacts himself way more in Under Siege. It's hilarious. He does, and it's effective. It's effective, and it works for the character, and it's hilarious. And Steven Seagal's got nothing going on, so it works no. well. Now, and it has a fantastic cast and Erica Laniac, topless, coming yeah. out of the cake. I don't really know what else you need in the movie. I mean, it's got all the Seagal you need. Now, Fire Down Below has none of that, except it does have a good cast, It, it but not enough to save it. I mean, it has yeah. Gene Stanton. So I want to tell a few stories, if you don't mind, about this. I don't know if I've ever shared them before. So when Fire Down Below was being shot in Kentucky, in Hazard, in Perry County, and Knott County, right around the area. So I was in Hazard Community College. I waited a whole day, a whole damn day, well, at least a half a day, to do a headshot and try to get in as an extra. Have I ever told you all this before? I have no yeah, and, and you wore your uh, your uh, suspenders with no shirt. Your no, I don't no even shirt. have. I don't. I don't own overalls. The, the the overalls were cut at the bottom, worn from too much, and you were barefoot. No, right? this is true. No, hmm. I I dressed as myself and did not get a call back. I think if I'd went the other way, it would have worked. You probably <laughs> would have because that is honestly one of my mother's big tensions was she actually talked about how people would uh, try to audition for that, would try to out Kentucky themselves. Yeah. And it, my mother got mad. A uh, friend of mine who was the biggest Hilljack, well, he wasn't a friend of mine. He was a friend of mine's brother, and he got a call back. And then I went. I had a class with a guy who was an extra on it. He met Seagal. He didn't have anything bad to say about him. And they have, there wasn't any stories there, but the movie is awful. It's actually kind of pretty. So I want to tell two stories. If you remember, there's a preacher played by, oh, I can never remember his name. The lead singer of the band, Levon Le Hill, Levon Hill. Fantastic guys passed away now. So, he was the preacher, and they have to burn down the church. They're attacking the burn down the church. Guys, if you remember this part of the scene. Now, the family's farm that they built that church on sued the production to try to get them to keep it. They, mm. lost. they lost because it was so beautiful. Second part of it is, apparently, 
movie people don't pay their bills a lot through town. This also happened on Next to Ken. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you all knew this or ever heard this before. No, I never, never even imagined that. You can't imagine that. Apparently, no. this happens. So I didn't get to see. I didn't get on the movie. I didn't get to uh, meet anybody. I was such a film geek. I would have been more than happy. Could not get a job. Could not get anywhere close to it. The best story I have was that I was taking an introduction to film class. First semester Hazard Community College. And the guy in front of me, there used to be in Hazard, Kentucky. Oddly enough, a, a, James, a, friend, a common friend of James and I, actually, she stayed there once. And I can't, it's called the Citadel. And it was on the top of the mountain, far away from Hazard, overlooking Hazard. And this really, I wouldn't say luxurious, but I would say a very nice hotel for Hazard, Kentucky. It was built there on top of a mountain. I mean, it was very steep to get to it. And, of course, it eventually went bankrupt. And I think its offices has probably run down over the years. But at the time, a lot of the movie people were there. And they put Harry Dean Stanton up there. And Harry Dean Stanton liked to sit in the bar and drink Manhattans. <laughs> and the guy in our class would come in every other day and regale us, regale us because he was working as a bartender there about how he had another great conversation with Harry Dean Stanton. Now, the one I remember is this. I was taking this film class with a guy who's now passed on. Otherwise, I'd say his name. I found out last year or two that he died from actually drinking, drank himself to death. And I was having a hard time because I spent my life loving movies. And I was having a hard time in introduction to film class in Hazard, Kentucky, because the guy would get things wrong and I would correct it. It wasn't going well. The lady in front of me, one of the few times in my life, I would admit, I will say, I did not get the gray iron who cheated off of me, made an A, I made a B. Now, that being said, he was trying to describe what he thought a Western was. We had to read this book, and we spent a lot of time on Westerns, and I do appreciate it now. The guy goes and tells Harry Dean Stanton all these things are happening in the class and about a Western, and he says bullshit, tells the professor he's wrong, comes in and tells all this story, and you should have seen Sucker Oak. That's not his real name. I just called him Sucker O's face when Harry, when he was regaled with the story of how Harry Dean Stanton said this professor was full of shit and didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> now, that's my fire down below story. Not a good movie. Do not go out and seek this out. Do no, it's it's literally every Kentucky stereotype you could imagine put and into one, one of the movie. Worst stereotypes. I hate, and I'm going to kill it as best as I can. I know Mick listens to us, and I know there's a few other people who are who work in the industry that listen to us from time to time. This whole thing about poor coal miners mm-hmm. not having any money and living in a shack is so full of shit. Now, I'm not what? saying coal miners don't have it hard, and I'm not saying it wasn't that way 100 years ago, James. I'm saying, there, there you go. There you go. The top line has not matters. been that way in so long. I yeah. remember. When, when they had company stores, yeah. but Company not, yeah. stores. When in you the, got paid in, in, in uh, coal dollars. In yeah. the 90s, in the 80s, I remember it was nothing for if you worked for a good company in the 90s in southeastern Kentucky to bring in $80,000 a year. $80,000 a year with no college education. Okay. I'm just letting you all know that it was a trade and it was a family trade. That is true. That you could, was dangerous, was tough. I'm not saying that none of this, I'm just saying this whole broke ass $2 an hour thing hasn't been true in uh, 80 years. 
Yeah, and 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 honestly, in terms of stereotypes, that is the least offensive. Oh, well, I don't know. It, one of the it drives me crazy for some odd reason. I don't I know. know but, when was but, uh, the, was was the nineteen fifties the last big riot in West Virginia? Uh, well, probably. 1950s, 1960s. I mean, you also have Harlan County, which is another yeah. documentary that we could talk about. That actually did exist. Yeah. I want to. I actually want to talk about another documentary. Well, though. no, you also got Johnny. What was the one Johnny Paycheck wrote about? Um, Take this job and show it. Yeah, well, when he went to that protest. Yeah, was this Harlan County one or the? I can't remember. I'm blanking. No, Johnny Paycheck. That's actually, I think, is right after Harlan County. Well, anyway, fire down below. Don't check it out, James. Yeah, I'm. A, I wasn't going to talk about this one, but I feel like I really should. If we're talking about things that are filmed in Kentucky, that are filmed probably the way they should be filmed in Kentucky. Um. So uh, I'll do the slogan for this movie. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about the book it's based on because, quite frankly, read the book. The movie's okay. The book's better. Is it but, Bobby? Yeah. In the yeah, heartland I, of I a nation, talk about it. in the mind of a young girl, in the memory of a soldier, in the soul of America, the healing begins. In Country, Bobby Ann Mason's book. And if you read the book, it's really well done because, and like, Bobby and Mason needs me to say it's well done. But what really makes it work is that her, she's young. She's basically being raised by her older brother, who's a Vietnam vet, and he has all these issues. And basically, he copes with it by watching MASH. Now, the movie can't play that up as much. Uh, so Joe jumped in and, and while you were talking, and it cut out what the name of the movie was. So I didn't hear, and I don't know if they hear. What is the name of the movie? In country. In country. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, Emily Lloyd, and the reason I wanted to bring it up, and I was like, I really do need to spend some time on In Country, is because In Country is is not autobiographical, but Bobby Ann Mason wrote it just kind of as she observed the people, the Vietnam vets that she grew up around and, and what that meant and all that stuff. So it's the story again of this younger girl directed by Norman Jewison. It's not an overly well-known name, na- uh, film. Um, but no, Bruce Willis plays her older forgotten. brother who's a Vietnam vet. Um, and, and the book is, is really beautiful. It really is a beautiful story about he eventually it's about him going to see the wall on him, him, coming to terms with everything and that's why it's about healing and all of that stuff that's what the poster does get right but the reason i want to bring it up as a movie shot in kentucky is that in what we would not see too often today they really listened to bobby ann mason and it was filmed in the far western jackson purchase area of kentucky which is yeah. where bobby ann mason grew up and so uh graves county which the county seat is um Oh, I almost said Maysville. It's not. It's Mayfield. Mayfield, Mayfield, Kentucky, was a location for a lot of the scenes, and so um, the the you know the, this idea of using where the writer grew up makes this a really special film in some ways because it was filmed heavily, 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 heavily in Kentucky, obviously, and because they wanted to honor the author for doing that. By the way, it also stars Jim Beaver. And he was the only actual Vietnam vet that was in the film. I need to go back and watch it. I think I watched it as a kid and didn't care for it or didn't get it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think I, I I saw it as a kid, but I don't remember 
anything about it. Yeah. But it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, and I read the book in an Appalachian lit class. Go Gurney Norman, go. Um, and uh, I, I love the book. I did love the book. Uh, the movie, if you've read the book, the movie, you want more of the book. I'll just be honest. But that doesn't mean people shouldn't watch it. I I need to go back and rewatch it. I actually have the film poster because I like Kentucky authors and I like to, I like, things that are made in Kentucky. So I, I, I do respect in country, but if you've never seen it, it really is a story about a Vietnam vet and what that means and what that looks like. And, and what's it like, you know, there's a lot of movies about Vietnam vets that come home. There's very few of them that are about what if you come home to a rural area? Yeah. Right? And there's, there's a lot of, Oh, on. you go back to New York, you go back to Chicago, you, those movies we saw a lot of, and some of them turned into weird action movies, right? Where, ah, oh, he's had the final, but very few of them are set rural, yeah. and and this is one that is. And so, in country, uh, is is just a phenomenal movie or a phenomenal book. It's an okay movie that was shot in Kentucky and very much shot in Kentucky in honor of the author. So, read the book, then watch the movie, and go, oh, that's Kentucky. The next one I want to talk about is Stripes. I didn't realize how much of Stripes Ivan Rotman Stripes was actually shot in Kentucky. I knew some of it was shot in Kentucky, hmm. shot at Fort Knox. The Strives filming began in Kentucky in November 1980, then moved to California in December. Principal photography ended on stage 20. The production was allowed to shoot the Army scenes at Fort Knox, the city scenes in Louisville, and the Czechoslovakia scenes at the closed Chapezi Distillery, owned by Jim Bean, by the way. That's where all that was shot. Everything in Czechoslovakia was shot at a, at a Jim Bean Distillery. Huh. I know, I did, not, right? I, did, I did not know any of this. And the city scenes, all that stuff, especially with Ox, and all, was all shot in Louisville. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at where he pulls off and parks into the bridge, and I'm like, oh, I know that bridge. Yep, yep. I just, I mean, I think we all know that, but I didn't realize how much the military, um, so the department that in negotiation, um, Involved in a detailed negotiation with the Department of Defense to make the film conducive to the recruiting needs of the military in exchange. So the military thought stripes would be good for their recruiting. So, so the, uh, so what? Hold on. Bar exchange for subsidies no. in the form of free labor and location and equipment. So Army Zero, Air Force, what, 220 million? I, I just don't you think that's just crazy that is insane because they're trying to get out of the army they made a mistake they don't want to be there <laughs> oh anyway i just thought it was hilarious and i want to talk with james do you mind if i talk about another one unless you have a ton of stuff to go about no no i've got a, i've got a couple other ones i want to bring up but go ahead yeah the next what i do want to talk about is a rory kennedy documentary and if you're thinking oh kennedy yes kennedy's and it's one of the ones that doesn't necessarily get it right, but gets it right for this family. And I know that family and I don't know them, know them, but I know those people exist. And it's called American Hollow. It's a 1999 American documentary directed by Rory Kennedy. And basically her family had met this fan, met these rural people and she wanted to go back and see. And 20 or 30 years later, not much had changed. It was the Bowling family and the residents of Eastern Kentucky uh, in Perry County. And one of them doesn't have hot water or doesn't have running water, doesn't have indoor plumbing. Some of them do. And it's hard to 
really sell this movie to people because it's kind of a slice of life of what these people are, what they're going through, what they put themselves into, and how they don't really, there's not a bigger world outside of what they live in. Yeah. It's just it in Perry County. And uh, so Irie Bowling, the matriarch, she just died in 2011 or something like that. Or I guess it's been a while. (laughs) The documentary is kind of old. This documentary, real quick, James, before you start, I I do recommend it if you're looking for kind of a slice of life of Appalachia, specifically if you're talking about those stereotypes that we've seen. It is accurate for, I do know those people. We did know those people growing up and they weren't going to better themselves. The thing is, back to what I was talking about, Cole, if you're trying to get, and I'm specifically talking about Eastern and Southeastern Kentucky, if you're trying to understand the culture, what you have to comprehend is that if you see a camera and it's a shack or it's a single wide trailer, right? If you pan over to the right or to the left, there could be a two a quarter to a half a million dollar brick home, and it can be the same damn family. And the one has done something, could be Cole, could be an attorney, could be something else, and has come back, and the other one hasn't, but they all live on the family land. Yeah. <laughs> somebody got and above their raisin. Somebody got above the raisin. Somebody did okay. I mean, for example, I, I would be considered working poor growing up. But I never thought of that. For me, for where I grew up, I mean, we always had vehicle, and we were middle class. For the rest of the United States, it'd be working poor. And I just, if if you get nothing else from this episode, I'm getting too serious. That's one of the things I want you to take away is that camera needs to point that you see in these stereotypical things needs to go to either right or left because that's the thing I always hear from people who finally go. There was a good friend of mine, Wally. And he went home with the, someone else for a weekend in his college. And he'd come back and was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then there was a half a million dollar home next to this shack. I was like, yeah, family land. It's all familial. It's clannish. People tend to stay there. Anything to add to that, guys? I'm sorry. I went off on it. No, a- no, I, you're absolutely right. Because and, and we've had this conversation before, not in Bonehead. But like you and I both, you know, we, we will have, quote, unquote, family land. I will. Yeah, uh, yeah. I inherit, I inherit yeah. land, and honestly, it's and I have been. And you can't raised, sell it. No, I've been raised that that is yeah. Thomas Land. Yes, it will always right. be Thomas Land. Same thing. At least and, until and, and when James, uh, when James inherited, I am totally taking a dump on it. Well, yeah. Well, I, uh, I think I actually have to stand in, in line. House last time I was there. Yeah, uh, you'll have to stand in line. I'll be no, uh, no. That's how you claim it, Chad. You got to make sure you have. You got to go in and make a sandwich and take a shit on it. Don't ask. Yeah, uh, it's, it's in the bylaws. Uh, no, but honestly, it's one fry, of those things fry, that fry up some bologna, still is L eight, and just go right in the middle of the yard and go. This is mine now. <laughs> but honestly, but you know, it's one of the things too that I don't think people understand. Like, our our family dead are buried. Not literally. I can walk from my mother's yeah. home and walk to my father's gravesite, my yes. grandfather. My that is, and and so absolutely that, that family. And it's really odd because, like, and I was because when example, the because when the zombie apocalypse comes, it's going to be really awkward. Uh, well, at least you know who's eating you. Yeah, isn't that important? Anyway, no, but I mean, like, my I hadn't aunt, thought about it till now, but sure. My aunt. I mean, is that, um, is that a form of incest if you're getting ate by your uncle? No, I don't know how he's doing it. 
Why'd well, you start at the crotch, Herschel? <laughs> but now, honestly, though, it is one of those things that, you know, when my aunt, when my uncle sadly passed away, she moved back to the family farm. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, and, and it it is kind of this weird retreat thing, but for some people it also becomes, as Joe alluded to, that trap, right? Because, trap. you know, if, if that's your safety net, and, and that's, it wasn't my aunt's safety net, she retired and, came, and that's what she wanted to do. And I've even, you know, I've even You've talked discussed about it. it. And you and I both yeah. have discussed it. The only thing is I can't figure out is who in the hell I would talk to if I went home. Well, and that's the entire thing. I, I have told, no I, friends there. I, I think that's one of the things that I, my wife and I have talked about is that we can do that as long as we can still get out. Right? I mean, as long as we can still travel. Like, well, having that place to go to is great. Morehead is a much more urban than where I grew up. Well, no, no, but I still, I, I never did fit in there on a good day. Anyway, I mean. No, no that's the and, thing we all three have in common is we never fit in when we grew up, where we grew no, up. No, no. So, but I, I think that's part of the conversation is just generally, so understanding, quote unquote, Kentucky, or understanding rural areas. It's not Kentucky. It's anywhere that's really rural that has family history because it is one of those things about, well, you know, the Thomas family farm, my it's been in our family almost 180 years. And you're the son of a bitch to sell it. No, I won't be. No, I can't guarantee what my kids will do with it. Nah. You know, I grew up there. My kids aren't growing up there. Will they have a different response? I don't know. I'll be dead. Yep. I'll be dead. I'm going to make sure, of course, that I tell them that there's a buried treasure there and they have to go look for it. What's your next movie? Um, yeah, it's about uh, ready to turn green. Oh, I was. Uh, hold on, I actually lost my place. I'm well, sorry. Well, while you're thinking of it, I, I I've got to talk about one. Even though we're not talking about the horses, I got to talk about one of the most famous ones ever shot in Kentucky is Coal Miner's Daughter. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, did uh, with Tommy Lee Jones. With Tommy Lee Jones once again doing that bad shit crazy acting. No, I'm joking. <laughs> now the, there's no better Tommy Lee Jones acting, and I will fight anybody that disagrees. Better than blown away. All right. Yeah. No, not. <laughs> they don't have such wonderful but, things in Dublin. However, there is a connection. <laughs> I'm not going to go through all the stuff uh, as far as Coal Miner's Daughter and where it's shot at. It's, it's a wonderful movie. Still holds up. It's fantastic. Directed by Brit, of course. But it gave the lead singer of the band, Levon Helm, his first film role as Loretta Lynn's dad. And Levon Helm, huge fan of his, by the way, went on to star in Fire Down Below with Whoa. Steven Seagulls. <laughs> he just kept of... shooting those movies in Kentucky. James? Uh, okay, so I, I wanted to bring up... Was was he born in... No, he, he was born in Arkansas. Yeah, and he lived out his end of his days in upstate New York. And New York. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to look one up in right? a second for an honorable yeah. mention. Uh, for an honorable mention, but before uh, I did the quick, honorable mention, if you're a Levon Helm fan, before he died, they converted a barn on his farm in upstate New York, and he would do concerts there on Saturdays. Can you imagine? I would have loved that. Keep going, James. I, I wanted to talk about because I think I'm hoping I'm a, I'm going to talk about one that's been done, but well, I'm going to le- use that to lead into one that I'm hoping will get Kentucky a little bit better. Uh, Orlando Bloom was <laughs> in a film movie. called Elizabeth Town. Now, here's the problem with Elizabethtown. Joe, how many people do you know that call Elizabethtown Elizabethtown? Nobody. 
What is it called, Joe? E Town. E Town. Nobody calls it Elizabeth Town. That was the biggest mistake of that movie. If they'd have called it E Town, everybody wouldn't see everybody it. Everybody would everybody in E Town would have went to see it, and that would have been Buku box office. Anyway. Well, the movie's um, really boring. Yo, know, and, and honestly, the story is good, but it's a story that's not particularly engaging. Like there's not Orlando Bloom is a perfectly fine actor, but I never identified with that character. And I never understood Susan Sarandon's performance or any of the things she does. And it's all about, oh, we got to go back because his dad's died and he's he's going back home to Kentucky to take care of the funeral and the family. And they're not overly close with it because he went on. And then the son, played by Orlando Bloom, just loses like Nike a billion dollars because he goes does a, something screwy, right, with a product, with a new yeah, shoe, I, something, right? I, I've I've never seen it. Well, then what are you shitting on it for? It's boring. I, I never shit on it. I never said a damn thing. It, no. Yeah, I saw you. Oh, it's direct. But I, I really love the filmmaker. Oh, what's his face? Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. I love a lot of his. And he does, he does put an L.A. shirt on him at one point. He so does he put an that, L.A. shirt on him. Oh, my it, God. He's in L.A. I just, that shit pisses me off. Oh, but in all fairness, it's. It, it's it, accurate. It's an accurate way to say, okay, well, maybe this actually was shot in Kentucky. But the reason I want to bring that up is don't worry. Orlando Bloom is getting one more chance to do Kentucky Right. I don't know if you all have heard about this yet, but the film Red Right Hand is an action film, action thriller film that will be coming out soon. It was shot in in 2022. Yeah. uh, And it stars Orlando Bloom and Andy McDowell. Apparently Katy Perry spent a lot of time here with him. And it was shot in Campbellsburg, Shepherdsville and Newcastle, Kentucky. Yeah. Only places that it was shot. Should be a good time. What could possibly go wrong? And for another... I'll be uh, honest... Go ahead. What now? I said, well, I was about to say, and for another one, Ethan Hawke is shooting his movie right now in Frankfurt. Because people go into bars and places and people keep going, hey, it's Ethan Hawke, let's take a picture. And Liam Neeson shot for one day on it, guys. I read an interview with him. He came all the way here to shoot for one day on it. What movie? Ethan Hawke's new movie. It stars his daughter, Maya. Oh. I remember the name of it. By the way, Red Right Hand gets an automatic viewing for me just because, A, it has Garrett Dillahunt in it, and also it's directed by the guys who brought us Fat Man with Mel Gibson. Oh, I did like that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Guys, I think it, it, it'll be at least as good as Elizabethtown. Okay. There's only one more movie I want to talk about. And I got a little bit of this from Lee Majors. This is an obscure film. Quite frankly, I'd never seen it. And it was brought up to me when I was interviewing Lee Majors beforehand. He brought it up. I didn't have to. It's a movie called Steel. <laughs> shot, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were joking. It's 1979 Steel with Lee Majors. The film was shot in Kentucky and was at one time called Look, uh, Look Down and Die. Now, the reason why it's kind of infamous is because the stuntman, A.J. Bakunas, died in an accident on September 24, 21st, 1978, while doubling for a fall for George Kennedy. George Kennedy. And, it's all, and it was in downtown Lexington. You guys familiar with this? Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever seen it? Nope. But it was shot mainly in Lexington around here. And what's funny is if you're not from here, for years, there's a castle on the way to Versailles, it's right outside of Versailles between Lexington and Versailles, Kentucky. I know Versailles, yes, that's what we call it. And everywhere else in the world, I don't realize um, it's Versailles. Yes. Also, yes. there's Athens, Boonsboro. Athens, you call it Athens? Yes, we call it Athens. Don't ask. Anyway, 
for and years. Loud down. No, it's London. It's London. We, years, do, we do call it London. For years. I don't know why, but it's an urban legend that Lee Majors had the place built. Have you guys heard this before? I, yes, I have heard that before. I always heard it growing up. None of it's true. Lee Majors got up as he was about to do his panel on Lexington. He had a bunch of notes. I won't say what he said to me before we got up there because he was actually a really nice guy. But he goes, first of all, let me go through these things. I guess I have a lot of cousins. Everybody here says they're my cousin. Second, I did not or nor have I ever, ever own the castle or whatever this castle is. I met a guy. He said, oh, I'm building that. And he goes, oh, okay. That's all I remember. <laughs> so I don't know why it's an urban legend, but yes, that's it. So that's all I've got for the films of Kentucky. I know we did not do the horse racing films. We are sorry. We thought... Um, surprised nobody mentioned The Insider. It's mainly shot in Louisville, right? Yep. Yeah. But the problem is, is I've seen, it's a good movie, but do you think of the iconic Louisville landscape or anything when you think of that? It's mainly indoors. No. Yeah, no, it's mainly indoors. And when it's outside, it's very blue. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like Louisville to me. For no. Okay. You don't go to Kentucky. You don't go to Louisville and go, why am I a Smurf? <laughs> you I, I, go ahead. I, I do want to mention one more. And this is just because speaking of, my uh, area of Kentucky that I grew up in. I want to mention this one because I haven't got to see it yet. I wanted to because it's got such a great cast. And it may actually, I, I, I've been told that my sibling, my younger sibling, my sister, is is in the background of the scene. I haven't got to see it yet. I, I, I She did get to film on it, but they don't. I don't know what ends up on the Is this the Malcolm camera. McDowell one? Uh, you say Malcolm McDowell, sir. I say Ron Perlman and Vinnie Jones. <laughs> Vinnie Jones, Malcolm McDowell, Ron Perlman, Nicholas Braun, et cetera, et cetera. It was originally supposed to be shot in Ohio. Do you do you do y'all know the story behind this? No. I've the, been told it, but I forgot, so please enlighten me. Uh Scott Wiper was the producer, writer, director, etc. And um he had fully always planned to shoot in Ohio because that's where he's from. And he went to Ohio and he said, Hey, I want you to move here. And the price they quoted him. He went, I can't shoot the movie here. It, they wouldn't give him any tax cuts for it. And so he uh -huh. came to Kentucky, and they were like, well, we can give you. And that's how he ended up in eastern Kentucky, was that Ohio wouldn't work with him. And so the film itself is shot in Moorhead mm -hmm. and Olive Hill. And also some of it shot in Owingsville. Yeah. But uh, the reason this movie also I think is really cool is Ron Perlman, when he was shooting it, and this was when a, a certain elected official that not everybody liked was in office as president. Mm -hmm. And Kentucky, especially that area. Goddamn Chester A. Arthur. I know. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a red area. We'll just say it that way. And, I almost and, thought you said a red herring, but keep going. <laughs> and, and Ron Perlman, if you do follow him on Twitter, tends to be, or if you've listened to his book, which is phenomenal, or read his book or listened to the audio book, whatever, it's phenomenal. But he tends to be a little liberal. A little liberal, um, and uh, but he said, you know what? He said shooting this movie. He said it on Twitter, he said, you know, you talk to these people, 
and not about politics. You see what, and he said, they've been nothing but kind to my wife. They've been nothing but kind to me. They've been very supportive. They're happy that we're here. They treat us well. And he goes, and it just goes to show you if you just look at politics or if you just stereotype an area by the way it votes or something. Anyway, he said something along that the, that line on Twitter. And so it jumped out at me. But I've been honestly trying to see the film now for two years and never never have got to see it. I need to see, I need to check again and see if it's streaming anywhere. Or if not, I may just actually have to buy a copy because it's not like I don't own every other Ron Perlman and Vinnie Jones film. Um, that's right. I'm talking about, what's the Thomas Jane movie? Martian Chronicles? Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, that would be The Big Ugly. So The Big Ugly is shot literally where Joe went to school and where I grew up, where Joe and Chad went to school and where I grew up. And then also in Olive Hill, which is literally where my mother grew up. They're about, what, 20 minutes apart? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so The Big Ugly, I've got to see, because also it's a Vinnie Jones and Ron Perlman action film. What you can watch it on Tubi, James, for free. Oh, is it on Tubi? Yep. I need to go I watch it. Things on that damn Tubi. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been our Kentucky episode. I'm sure there's a bunch of things we didn't get to. I mean, there's another one with Amelia, Amelia Clark or Clark, whatever. And who's the lady from uh, Yes, Browns, Amelia Clark? Yeah. Yeah, she shot a movie in Harlan 2019 called Above Suspicion, and I have never even heard of it. So there's a ton of other movies out there. There's a lot of horror films that we didn't talk about that have been shot around the state. Yeah, We apologize. But if you think of a good one that we missed that you wanted us to talk about, let us know. This has been... I believe, by the way, uh, we should mention, because they're fellow Scarefestians, the Booth brothers have shot... uh, Were they involved in Death Tunnel? I know that was shot. In, in Louisville, in, there's several horror films that have been shot in Louisville. Yeah, so the so Kentucky also has its own thriving network of filmmakers that we should, yeah. probably should mention. Yeah. And now we have, so I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, and until they write me a check, that's all they're going to get. So pray for Chad and his blood disease. Thank you. Send him all your good thoughts all and your, money. And money. We'll be we'll be setting up a Kickstarter now. It's not going to him. It's going to go to me and Joe. As we drink away our concerns about Chad. But you don't want us stressed about Chad, do you? I don't want to be stressed about Chad. Chad doesn't want to be stressed about Chad. Chad Chad, Chad just wants to go take a nap. Chad Chad wants to dream of James's jiggly behind. For your love gift of how, how much is a good fit to bourbon, Joe? Uh, uh, oh, good one? Good one. For me, between 60, 70 bucks and 100 bucks. For my oh, friend good. Jared Greer, $800. Okay, for your love gift of $800, you can keep me and Joe in one day's worth of bourbon so we don't have to worry about Chad. And I can't drink like I used to, so there you go. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sighs>